Julio tracked down. Better! Berkey! Fantastic! Incredible reaction save! And that's the end of the first half, which ends with a bang! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Two Half Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson. I have two other co-hosts with me here today. Across the table, I have Mike. Mike, what is up? Jackson, I'm here. I'm happy. Let's have a great conversation today. Awesome. So we're going to be talking a lot about soccer, and I have one other co-host with me. To my right is Kirby. How are you doing, Kirby? I'm doing great. Uh, You know, Royals opening day today, and it's going to be awesome talking some soccer. Yes, yes it is. So we just came off of match day number five in the MLS. A lot going on, a lot to dissect. Um, so we're just going to open up, just get some thoughts about what happened on match day five. Um, any initial thoughts from anyone? Anyone want to kick it off? Boy, we're talking about SKC or just in general the MLS? <laughs> well, you know any of us are going to have a lot of thoughts on SKC, but just uh, give it whatever you think. Okay, well, top of everyone's mind is SKC uh, because it's more of the same, Jackson and Kirby. Uh, we've seen this last year. Last year, the excuse was, and it was maybe a legitimate one, you know, not having designated players, Polito out, um, Gotti Kenda out. This year, it seems like the team is just not playing well. They're not vibing together. I know a lot of people were putting the blame on Ben Sweat getting a second yellow, which, yes, that was a mistake. You can't do that in that situation. But a lot of those players, uh, a lot of our players, are just not playing well. Uh, who do they put back left? Do they put Cam Duke in there? Is oh, who do they sub? going forward? Uh, no, but who oh. do they... Oh, who do they sub off? For I Ben see. Sweat. I see. Who do they put in the game? They put Shallowy back. They moved him back, and then who did they sub on? They brought in Johnny Russell. Uh, yeah, they brought in Johnny Russell, Luis Flores for Agata, Felipe Hernandez for Espinosa. Cam Duke for Tommy, and Jacob Davis for Zussi. So there's no sub specifically for Ben Sweat. Okay. Um, but it seems like with the Jacob Davis sub, is more of a three center back situation rather than having uh, full backs on the outside. Yeah, I think Jake Davis is actually, he's a homegrown guy. And I think he's a striker. He's in the midfield. Or I thought or he was a, forward. Maybe a 10, but... Yeah, we can look at his bio. Um, yeah, his, but, his bio lists him as a midfielder, actually. Really? Um, well, that's good. He got to see the field because he's been with young. SKC, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they signed him to one maybe last year. Um, so. so if you didn't watch the game, I just wanted to provide a little uh, update on what happened. We got the opener. So yeah. Daniel Shallowy, uh had a nice cut inside. The goal really was strange because it's probably going wide. Goalie blocks it, comes back, goes into the six, and uh, Agata cleans it up. Great goal, but we just were not meant to continue that. It seems like uh, everything kind of fell off the rails. 54th minute, well, they scored to equalize first half. 54th minute, Ben Sweat gets his first yellow. 61st minute, he gets his second yellow. Uh, Or 61st minute, we sub on Johnny Russell. Uh, big exciting moment in the game. It's one to one. Johnny's coming in. One minute later, Ben Sweat gets his second yellow card. Hell yeah! And he's gone. So kind of there goes the mojo for that, and yeah. the rest 
wheels kind of. I was off. fortunate enough to not watch SKC live. Um, I had a family anniversary during that hour. I ended up watching a Portland Galaxy game to start the day. Went to this family event and then came back and watched LA Dallas, LAFC Dallas. Um, so luckily, I didn't have to watch that brutal second half, but I did watch the replay, and man, that is, uh, whew. Yeah. That was a rough one. What do you think, Kirby? Yeah, I watched the key plays, um, and I watched some of the game as well, but... But Jackson, you watched all the game? I, I watched the replay, yeah. sadly. You didn't watch all the game, you watched replay. I needed to watch the replay last night, I just had other things, yeah. but... Um, it was tough, I mean, it's, it's a certain kind yeah, of, like, yeah. masochism that takes to watch <laughs> yeah, this yeah. game. Okay, so, uh, three assists, so, uh, it's a two, what's the guy's name, Kuo? Uh, he's a Brazilian player, uh, and he gets three assists, assists to Jordan Morris, who has four goals. Yeah. So things went very wrong on the defensive yeah. end for Sporting Kansas City. Yeah. And, and what I was also seeing in the replay, too, it looked like Fon- it looked like Jordan Morris is faster than Fontons. Yeah, and, and just, just, like, turn the Jets on. And and this is no surprise, but also Zussi is slower than their winger. I mean, yeah. that's been the case for a few years. We're not surprised by that, but yeah. Um, we're not doing a proper uh, scrap of the week this week, but damn, I really hope this doesn't catapult Jordan Morris into a more prominent role with the U.S. men's national team. It, no. Four goals, and it's impressive, but put it's it also in, not. Put it into context, <laughs> given yeah. the situation. Yeah. Because our, wing, our defenders on the ends, our left and right back, all the goals were from crosses. Minus one. They slipped yes. in one pass. I just, I just hope this doesn't elevate him in the mind of a coach. But yeah, what I was gathering on the key plays and some of the, some of the stuff that I watched, it looked like the balls came from the wings, mm-hmm. and it looked like um, it was maybe Fontans. Yeah, Jordan Morris has a nasty head this year. I think three or four of his goals have come from his head, just on crosses coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know just, him and um, Christian Roldan scored opening day. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Jordan Morrison's hair, too, as well. Yeah, that is yeah. amazing. He reminds yeah. me of, like, a Backstreet Boy or something, but he scored four goals. Yeah. Leo yeah. Chu, that, he played amazing. I mean, he's a good yeah. Brazilian player. Yeah. Yeah. You get three assists, you're doing some You're doing some work. Yeah, I just think, um, I kind of want to piggyback on what Jackson said, too. We'll play Mexico in April, uh, and that's like a friendly. It's going to mostly be um, mostly going to be MLS people. We're not going to bring people from Europe. I don't think it's a FIFA window. But, yeah, I still think there's probably other options even domestically. Yeah. Um, you know, Jordan Morrison. Um, yeah, I think he's probably outside. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Ferrer even uh, put him at the nine, um, who's had a good year for Dallas so far. Um, their top score. Um, I want to transition to this. Uh, match day number five. We have our recurring segment. Uh, coldest moment of the week for you. Um, I'll start this off. I think you two have the same moment. Um, I want to maybe take this a little more literally for the coldest moment. Up in Minnesota, uh, Simon Becker for Vancouver Probably the coldest match of the week. Um, scores a goal away in the 90th minute, plus eight. They only added seven minutes of extra time. 
for the second half. Gets the point for Vancouver. What a goal, man. What a moment. Just to really kill the crowd there in Minnesota. I love that. I love the stunner away goal in the last minute. That's so fun. Uh, not for the fans in Minnesota. I uh, Deepest condolences to you. Uh, but, God, what a fun what a, a fun event to see. Just an absolute stunner in the last minute. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, Simon Becker for Vancouver. Getting and, glory. Yeah, we'll talk about Vancouver more later on in the podcast. Because uh, I have some thoughts about them and some interesting thoughts. But um, Struggling. <laughs> well, uh, you'll you'll hear some stats that say otherwise. But, oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's gay. Um, oh. Or sorry. Oh, I'm thinking about Minnesota now. Um, but yeah, Vancouver, yeah, they are struggling. Uh, so I'll turn it over to uh, either one of you for your coldest moment of the week in week five. Boy, uh, yeah, Nations League matchup, El Salvador. Pretty fun game that at El Salvador team is young and pretty good. They played the United States really well. It's always a David and Goliath situation when we're playing these kind of Caribbean teams uh, in CONCACAF. Uh, I watched the game. Did you guys watch it? I spent most of my time watching the United States. But you know, I just an amazing pass. Weston McKinney just threads this ball just perfectly into the path of Ricardo Pepe. you got to watch this goal because it is a beautiful – or watch the pass, watch the play. Beautiful pass. And then Pepe just takes a couple dribbles. Goalie goes down trying to make a block, and he dinks it. He dinks it. Perfect chip right into – I mean, just a classy quality finish, something that – you know, we don't we're not seeing a lot in yeah. SKC SKC games, yeah. but different level there. And hopefully, Pepe can kind of got a little hose in the World Cup where he delivered in the last Nations League. You remember he was kind of the man. Yeah. I mean, he was on ESPN. He was, yeah. and then World Cup comes along, and Greg uh, Greg dropped him or he left him at home. Yeah. So hopefully that makes him more hungry. Yeah. Uh, but great, great goal, great win, and. Spoiler coming up when we talk about some maybe future U.S. men's national team coaches, but uh, I kind of like sure. I kind of like uh, the interim head coach. So For sure. Anthony Hudson. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I will also piggyback on that. Um, I watched all the Nation League's game. You know, the Granada game. We came out beat them seven one. Then El Salvador. Um, anyway, DK is playing well, but. Uh, we gave him the start against El Salvador. Pepe only needed two minutes to score. One Not ball. too bad. That's uh, what my ex-wife said. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I think Weston threaded him ball. Jackson has uh, never one, been married. Um, so, anyway, exactly like Mike was saying, um, yeah, I think the stat there is... Um, I think nobody has scored more goals besides Ricardo, besides Christian Pulisic as Ricardo Pepe um, for World Cup qualifying. And I think uh, the only two people that beat him to the spot was... Um, who was our striker? Um, drawing a blank. He's from... Um, previously, he's from um, Haiti. African-American guy. Is he and, active? Altador. Josie Altador. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and Christian yeah. Pulisic beat him. But Plays outside of that, he's the quickest to... Yeah. Um, Josie's too old, right? He's like a true oh, number he's nine. he's old as yeah. shit. 
Dude, I, uh, <laughs> <How> he, <laughs> I think he's like 36. Yeah. I he might make my coach of the week sometime if we get far enough into it. Yeah, I think I, I, think I, I like maybe shared the story. Post opening day, Jax. I think I maybe shared the story with you guys, but like his rookie year, I was a ball boy for him at Arrowhead. For Pepe or Altador? For Altador. Okay. He was, with, uh, he was with New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I think he was supposed to make the start. At that time, it may have been New York Cosmos. Yeah, so... Anyways. Is he uh, playing for New England, Josie? No, Josie started in Toronto. He's, I don't think he's still there. I mean, Michael Bradley's still there. That dude's old as shit, oh. too. Um, well, his dad's there, too. Bob. That might need, may need to be a topic sometime. Just the MLS. How old is Toronto? Yeah, how old is Toronto? <laughs> but also the, the Nep- some of the family ties uh, yeah. in MLS. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, before we get too far down the rabbit hole of me bitching about Toronto's oldness is um, while we're on the topic of U.S. men's national team, I just want to throw this out there. Um, ESPN annually does a 39 players under 21. Um, you know, ESPN isn't a big juggernaut in soccer, but you know, I pay for my Hulu Plus ESPN Plus membership, so I read the I read the, I read the premium articles. Um, we had two players for the U.S. men's national team make it. Um, you could guess one of them, Giorena, and the other one was uh, uh, Musa. Uh, two, I believe they're like both like 35 to 39 on the lower end of the list, but top 39, under 21 in the world. You know, that's uh, trending in the right direction for the U.S. Uh, definitely people who are already on the national team and getting their minutes in. So that's uh, good to see. I just want to shout them out real quick. Um, Obviously, I think we can all agree they're great players. Uh, well, Greg Berhalter might disagree, but that's on him. Um, so this week, we're gonna do we're gonna change it up a little bit. We are not gonna talk so much about what has happened this week or what we think is going to happen. We have had five weeks now in the MLS, so we're gonna do a little check-in. Um, that's going to involve some player check-ins, some coach check-ins, and just some general team check-ins. Um, so we're going to go ahead and sort of evaluate what we think has been going on these first five weeks and what we think is going to go forward. Um, we're going to start on the player level. Um, so I'll go ahead and turn this over to either one of you, Kirby or Mike, if there is a player that you want to check in on or just sort of throw their name out there and see how we're how we react of how they've been doing. Uh, I'll start. I really want to talk about the forward, the Brazilian for St. Louis City. I just am so impressed with this guy. I know he's a designated player for them. Uh, his name is Jao Klaus. Jao? The Brazilian pronunciation? Uh, I, don't, really... I don't know how to say names. Uh, so. Jao Klaus. And just that entire damn team are playing so well. They've gotten some gifts, Jackson. I think you mentioned the stat where like yeah. every single game someone has given them besides one, besides their one. own goal or <laughs> the ball just yeah. right to their feet. Four out of five games, which uh-huh. is wild. And I know you asked about players, but St. Louis City is set a major league soccer record with 11 plus 11 goal differential. And that's the best the MLS has ever seen. They are the third team in the MLS to hit 15 points in five games. I mean, this is fucking insane what they're doing yeah so no. and it starts with the uh, obviously mr klaus who is 
yes. delivering. Yeah. And I thought it was funny too. He has 190 pounds and 6'3, which is the exact same height and weight as Kyrie Shelton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Joe Close. Uh, before we get too far into him, just want to mention his stats right now. Five goals scored through the year, nine shots on target, and only 11 shots. Um, that is a 45% conversion rate on his shots to goals, which is. Frankly, amazing. Like, forty-five percent of your shots are goals. That's uh, you're working on something special. Um, so we mentioned him. We can dive deeper. Uh, Kirby, what are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Klaus, as it were? Yeah, I think he's unbelievable. If you pull up his Wikipedia, he's played at many different teams. Um, he was actually with St. Louis two last year. Only well, had four appearances, four oh, goals. I'm gonna cut you off for a second. So, St. Louis was a USL team. Are you saying he was St. Louis 2, which is a below... I'm saying he was USL okay, last okay, year. Okay, okay. Thanks, uh, thanks for You can look time. at his bio. He's 26 years old. Yeah. And it's so funny. Um, you know, he does not look Brazilian at all, too. Yeah. Uh, but he is a finisher. Guys in the league say he's a finisher. And I know on media day, he just said... Um, they know their identity, top to bottom, in St. Louis. He I was think that's actually, really important. He was in the academies, uh, some Brazilian uh, players in the soccer group, and uh, they followed this guy. And he didn't start for the Brazilian teams, but he was in their academies, both Inter and Grêmio, uh, two Brazilian teams. That uh, this guy kind of—that's where he learned to play. So. Yeah, yeah, it looks a like, great place to learn. Yeah, yeah. and also kind of close with this. Um, uh, at the Galaxy game, Lucas and I were talking about him. He knew exactly who he was because he's playing Germany. So, yeah, he's yeah. kind of been all over. Yeah, that's, I mean, two great places to learn. Grew up in Brazil, learned in Germany. One very creative, one very uh, set in their ways. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to sneeze. <laughs> no, um, I was going to make a way more out there joke, but I decided against it. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so why is SKC not signing this guy? I mean, we don't like Brazilians. Yeah, what's like, uh, he doesn't give he doesn't play defense like Kyrie Shelton does. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what his wages are too. Because um, yeah. he's he's a DP. I think. There yeah, is. he is a DP. So I believe. Uh, well, that means he has to be making over half a million, without a doubt. But he has to be making more than yeah. a million. Yeah, I was kind of DP is designated too. player, which every MLS team gets three, two, three, three. And so you have yeah, under, look up the rules on that on Google and yeah, have fun. You have a under nice. twenty two initiative, and that's what SKC's done. But yeah, I think Johnny's wages are three years for one point six million dollars. Yeah, hardly seen the field. So <laughs> I'm trying to pull this up. Um, there is not a very good tracking system for salaries and soccer. Um, this looks like it's around 900000 a year uh, for Mr. Klaus, if it were, um, which I mean, right. seems like a fucking steal. Yeah, that's probably his base pay. They'll yeah. probably come out with total compensation. Later yeah. Later. Uh, so I'll throw it back for uh, Jao Klaus. Um, do you think he's going to keep it up? What do you envision his production going forward in the season? He's at five goals now, like I mentioned. Where do you see him ending up this year? Do you, is he a legitimate contender for the Golden Boot? Absolutely. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, I was going to say it takes a team to have a Golden Boot winner. Like, I know that there are individual performances, but the team around him, the players they have giving him the ball. I watched, actually, the first entire St. Louis game. Like, I'm actually enjoying watching St. Louis. Like, let's yeah. go. No, I'm joking. Well, I'm okay, yeah, that's just a joke. I hate cut St. That, Louis. That, I really that, do. Cut that, cut that. Yeah, cut it out. No, I'm just joking. He, he never said that. <laughs> I had so, to take uh, the sporting game out. Like, <laughs> uh, no. I had them winning for the record. I, yeah. Come on, guys! I thought you. Yeah, no. On. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, he's currently two behind Jordan Morris. As as I've said, I don't really like yeah, Jordan who are Morris. The leaders that much. in the Golden Boot right now. Um, the leader is Jordan Morris, and then uh, Klaus is second with five, mm-hmm. and then third is uh, Mr. Almada, who we'll get to in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, yeah, it looks like they're going against Minnesota this week. So. Yeah. yeah, I wonder um, when they're going to lose steam. So, yeah, Klaus is in the running. Um, and I'll, I'll agree. I think he is a legitimate contender for Golden Boot. Five right now. They look like they have a good system. And, I mean, you've mentioned this before, Kirby. They are employing the Red Bull system, who uh, have famously had BWP Bradley Wright Phillips, who won multiple Golden Boots. Boots, <laughs> better award, <laughs> and one multiple golden boots, and they really funneled it into him. So I think we could be seeing the same thing with Jao Klaus. Um, I see no reason as to why he'd slow down now, uh, despite you know a few lucky goals here and there and gifts from the other team. Y- yeah, <laughs> um, but no, I think they're going to keep funneling into him, and uh, he'll keep finding the back of the net and. I mean, I think he's on a way better pace than Jordan Morris, who just gets a cross in and finds a lucky head right yeah. now. Yeah, he got four against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take out those four. Come on. He's not keeping we'll, up that pace. Yeah, we'll give you one last week, Jordan. <laughs> so you're really at what? Four or three? <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, he got four goals against SKC and about 600,000 middle fingers from the fans. There. <laughs> yeah. 20,000. Oh, that, that was a great tweet from Seattle Sounders, though. <laughs> uh, if you didn't see it, check out the Sounders Twitter. Um, they blurred out every middle finger the Cauldron gave Jordan Morris with a heart emoji. <laughs> and the it, music it they chose. The music was great. <laughs> yeah, it was a great tweet. I'll give, I'll give them some credit. Yeah. Um, I retweeted it on my Kansas City-based soccer group account <laughs> yeah. because I liked it so much. It yeah. was fun. Uh, so I'll kick it over to you. Uh, I think we've spent enough time on Mr. Klaus, if it were. Uh, Kirby, Are there? Is there a player or two that you really want to talk about at, just to have a check-in with? Yeah, you know, I feel like Mike and I are always talking about, at least tonight, you know, I had Ricardo Pepe and Klaus. Um, talk about can, Almada. He's fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, uh, Jackson, you can go ahead. Okay, yeah, I'll kick it off. Uh, so there's one player who's uh, had a lot of accolades to his name already. World Cup winner, the first active MLS World Cup winner, uh, comes on to a storm to start playing. Um, Diego Almada of Argentina, of Atlanta United, has an amazing game winner curling set piece, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, he is currently third in the Golden Boot race. I'll just read off some stats right now about him. Uh, four goals, leads the league in assists with four assists, tied with a lot of people. And he is also second in key passes with 13, uh, second to Espinosa of San Jose. This man is doing it all on the offense. He has somehow brought Atlanta back to life. 
Um, I wanted to give him a shout out and really have a check in about what we think about his future and where he is going. Is it going to be sustainable? I will turn it over to uh, the peanut gallery. I do not think he's going to stay in the MLS. I mean, is he going to stay in the MLS? I think someone is going to oh, sign that no. man like yeah. tomorrow. He is at the right the age money. of 21, and I would wager to predict he will have the largest selfie in the MLS history when it happens. I would guess somewhere around $20 million, um, which I believe is double the highest right now, around $10 million. You know, he's uh, like that. Subtract like the add-on and crap, but just I, a straight fee. What do you think? Like I'm thinking Real Madrid, like that level. Christian just looked at me like, yeah, we'll <laughs> see, we'll see. We'll see. Oh. Real Madrid is so we the got top a, of the top. We got so. an Almada denier yeah. amongst us. <laughs> yeah. He's banged in. It's only been five games, and he's got two direct kicks. Yeah, yeah, like beautiful, he's, beautiful. Yeah, he he he's brought the team back to life. Mm-hmm. Although what happened last week? What happened in week five to Atlanta? Because you guys picked them to win, and I picked I think, them to win. Um, I think they had scratch that, scratch that. You never said anything. So I think lots of editing. I think, um, uh, we don't need four. to get into last week, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I think um, individually great. Team wise, eh, are you gonna let me talk? <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think last week they had about three or four academy guys signed uh, with Atlanta United. And um, they had Miles Robinson as well with the United States. He was the only MLS player in the camp. Uh, it really sucks that he tore his Achilles before the World Cup because I think he was, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was one of the best. But yeah, I would say, um, I'd say you know Caleb Wiley. If I look at their roster, he's a 29, 30. Uh, he's a supplemental player in the 29 to 30. And that guy's been on fire. Yeah, I think uh, he has three goals this year. Yeah, I think he scored three and one. Look, look up his stats, but yeah, he's insane. Um, I've actually followed his bio as well. Um, but I'm going to kind of talk about United States. You know, DK's done great in the championship. Um, but I, Yeah, I'm going to just jump in. Yes, three goals in a single half against yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, um, that. And like one he's like, half. That's great. And um, he's a defender too, so they made him a fullback. Yeah, sad. Uh, and yeah, Vermees is foaming at the mouth to try to get him. And yeah. he like to- well, eighteen. Verme- Vermees doesn't trade with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll only pick up a goal-scoring fullback. Vermees yeah. like, oh, I wish I had him. We have a, a topic coming up on him. I think we'll share yeah. some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, keep going about it. Later. Yeah, but anyway. Um, I kind of want to talk about United States. That's kind of where I spent most of my time. Uh, you know, DK's done well in the championship, uh, but listening to the In Soccer We Trust guys, you know, um, Charlie Davies says that he's just not, um, you know, he's not international form ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some signings that we get for the United States. But also, you know, Tyler Adams is such a big part of the team. I saw yesterday Elie Sanchez um, got citizenship. So I looked up how old he is. He's 32, so he is on the older side. But for his position, 
for That's his position, doable. he is in yeah. need. And everybody that we had in this window is not a six. We did the double pivot, and we had ten, which I like. Um, but yeah, Anthony Hudson, he had one stint uh, with Rapids. So so he was with um, he was with New Zealand, and I think other national teams won't pick him up. I know Houston Dynamo want to interview with him. So, yeah. Um, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, Ilya Sanchez, just a shout out. What a great guy. Yeah. Um, here in Kansas City, he was so positive towards, um, what, what is it, the Children's Mercy, like, sort of, God, I can't even think of the words, like, sort of nonprofit help, very instrumental. It's like being an off-the-field guy. Really mm-hmm. cool to hear that about him. Um, I think involved we, with the community. Yeah, I think we all are. I think anyone who ever like encounters Elias Sanchez will root for him because um, he is such a great guy. We didn't, yeah, we didn't pay his wages and yeah. other, well, other, and other people. I think that's a topic. Uh, I'm sure we'll he's real into. bummed out about leaving SKC. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's making the exact same. I'm sure his time in LA probably fucking sucks. I'm sure. He, I'm sure he hates living there. He regrets. He's like, man, I wish Kansas City. God, I wish only, I lived in Kansas City right now. The only Marshall, bad Kansas part City, I need it. Is the taxes? So. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. break down the tax differences yeah. between. Uh, uh, we're now shifting to an auditing, uh, accounting um, podcast. So if you, if that doesn't interest you, please tune out, dude. Um, podcast number four. Let's roll it. Yeah. We jump into accounting. Um, Thoughts on the new tax code? No. Um, next player I want to shout out, or not shout out, but sort of like dive into, um, Steve Birnbaum of DC United, the captain for DC. This man has had some, he is the center back for DC United, as I said, the captain. He has had some caps for the US men's national team. Um, let me check. It is 11 caps from 2015 to 2017. He's a little on the older side now, but this man is a part of the back line who has given up the second most goals in the MLS. Um, so I just want to like sort of check in on this DC United back line. Should we put this fault on Steve Birnbaum, who, who has had international success and has some sort of duty as the captain for this team, do we think they're going to get it together? Will he will he allow this to continue on DC United? Maybe this is more of a Wayne Rooney question at coach. Um, what This is more of like a what's going on with DC's defense sort of question of, than I'm just sending to the group right now. Interesting, yeah. I've been watching DC United games because I'm curious about Wayne Rooney and his coaching. And it seems like the games they win are always... They never Slop. just they're sl- they're sloppy and they're like lucky and then the rest of the time they struggle and yeah I didn't realize that they were conceding so many goals but it sounds like they really are struggling in that regard um, and what do you do you just they're thirteenth just like us yeah not so. a bad spot actually yeah. prime to strike but they're scoring more goals yeah are are you guys, <laughs> well, everyone is yeah are you guys. Uh, do you guys think the East and the West are kind of evening a little bit, or do you still think West is so um, much better? I guess, I, I guess it's more of a question of I thought the East were better last year than the West. So, in terms of like your question, do I think they're evening? No, because I think the East is kind of getting better than they were 
Um, I think the West is more top-heavy. The East has more depth. Uh, do with that what you will. I'm more of a believer in depth of a conference rather than just like... A few really good players on the yeah. team. But, but that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, but you got Charlotte, Montreal, Chicago. Montreal's uh, an interesting one that I think we'll yeah, get to. Red Bull. They're not very good. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so, I think uh, we'll kind of switch it. We've talked about a little few players uh, before I totally switch it over. Was there anyone else anyone wanted to shout out in terms of players uh, coming up, in, coming into week six through the first five weeks here? No, nothing comes top of mind. If not, we'll keep moving forward. So how like did I, how did Johnny do? How did how did our Johnny subs, Russell? Yeah, how did our subs do uh, with SKC? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's different when you go down a man. Like some people, yeah. you know, playing elevens, so it's like there's a lot more space out there. Uh, to work was yeah. was Johnny like explosive or anything? He had with a his couple moments. He, he yeah. had one one on one. Uh, just didn't work out. He kind of tried to make somebody yeah. on, on the right side. He works kind of right to left, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he, yeah. he uh, one of them all. Um, yeah, it just it just was dicey. Everyone was it was an agitated game at that point. Okay. Like people, yeah. the wheels kind of fell off. Yeah. Honestly, this, this also Duke, mm-hmm. um, like a I guess like a question of when our coach has said that he thinks we only need one goal to win. What sort of pressure does that put on, like, a winger to, like, mm-hmm. really, like, change the game coming in off an injury on a sub, down a man, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can, we can that, talk about that yeah, more. At, at that point, like... When he came in, when he came in, there was parity. Yeah. But, and then he comes in, and then the red yeah. second yellow. Yeah. yeah, so then he needs to, like, what, score five goals yeah. now to win? That's a lot of pressure. And on. obviously, he doesn't have a bunch of help. I do it, have a general thought, too, on just the entire team. It just seems like everybody is waiting for someone else to do something. Like, yeah. did you get that vibe? Kind of just yeah. like, it's, uh, it's who's like, going to do it? It's, it's like too team-focused. Mm-hmm. No one wants to step up and be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think there's any pressure um, and I think with our attacking players at yeah, the moment. Yeah, and I think that's that has always been what Johnny Russell brings. He has very clearly earned the captain band, and and he has torched Seattle in the yeah, past. Yeah, I mean he lights he, up Seattle. Yeah, he will step up and be like, "Oh, I will." Mm-hmm. That dude would run through a brick wall if it meant scoring a goal. And like he, yeah, we're missing him. Yeah, I mean, last year we were missing and, players, but we weren't missing him. Yeah, and it seems like when we see people on the wing, like Daniel Shallowy, who sort of sort of is like pussyfooting around, like playing with a ball at his feet and like trying to get like mm-hmm. way too creative, coming off the wing, driving in. It's like, come on, man, just step up and like hit a shot, mm-hmm. or like yeah. step towards a defender and not just try to like go around them. Because you only have so much space. I had another thought. I yeah. want to ask Kirby too, because he like academy defender. Just these passes. I was noticing Zusi a couple times had these like floating passes into the back line, like kind of as an assist, like okay. trying to. And they just got just just cleared, and it was, was like it right to left, like over. Just kind of the over the top, just like like a little nine iron. Who was he trying to? Agata or just okay. everybody was in there, which is like, a, but it's like usually like in European soccer, you don't see a lot of these like 
nine irons over the top, yeah. kind of like chip ball. Like it's a good idea, but it's like drive some of these things low and hard where like maybe somebody can redirect yeah, it. Really it just kind of was to a... watch the recap last night. Just mm-hmm. didn't have time for it, but but just like these high, I guess crosses, crosses on that game. Someone else made a comment on another podcast, just like, and I can totally see it, but just the delivery was not happening at all. Yeah. Um, we really can get off on a yeah, tangent. It's nice. Um, I like it. Yeah, oh, we yeah. can go to the next one. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we're a step away from the player level now. Uh, go to the coaching level. Uh, so, I'm just going to propose a question. Um, I mean, five weeks in, it's kind of a tough question. Are there any coaches in the MLS on the hot seat? Of losing their job. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously here locally, but signed for five years, so sounds like they have to pay him regardless. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, I don't know the ins and out of his contract. Um, Neither do the people who gave it to him either, I don't think, because of the fact that they did it. Yeah. Uh, Colorado Rapids head coach. And, you know, I don't think Galaxy's had a win either. But when did they get their last coach? Um, that's on Uh I think one... So, so what Kirby referred to, obviously, for most of our local listeners, uh, Peter Vermees is definitely on the hot seat with fans. Whether or not he's on the hot seat with uh, the ownership is a different question. Um, Mission the Galaxy, uh, Mike... What team did you want? Colorado. Um, they just have been mediocre yeah, forever. It's they've like... been mediocre for a while. I think they have to be on the a hot seat as well. I think there's two I wanted to highlight. Uh, Christian whew, uh, Latanzio for the Charlotte FC. They're sort of on the down, bottom of the table right now. He's been their coach for two years. Um, older Italian, obviously, Latanzio. Um they had a decent 2022. Yeah. It's just, a, it's crazy that 2023 is horrible. Yeah. Um, is is that something you would consider as, like, if you were an owner, would you consider firing him right now? Or would you say, like, let's keep letting it ride? I trust what I hired. Yeah. I um, I just don't think MLS moved as quickly as other leagues. It's interesting yeah, to make that comparison. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, last year... You know, even with stuff with here locally with Vermees, you know. Um, yeah. I think it sends a weird message, honestly, just to the whole organization. And people have been very critical of not just Vermees, but the whole organization lately. Just, I don't yeah. know what, if it's yeah. just to do with that, but it's just odd. It's odd to reward non results. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not odd if they make the playoffs and they do, you know, something, but the timing of that was just. Very, very strange. Yeah, still no relegation, so we're not. Yeah, so the no owners, consequences really, right? Yeah, no like, consequences. So what are we gonna lose? <laughs> um, another one I want to ask about: uh, Ezra Hendrickson, the head coach of Chicago Fire, came in in 2022. Um, at the end of 2020, technically hired in 2021, um, but didn't coach in 2021. Uh, started last year. Chicago. We've talked about them in a previous podcast. Um, we all don't like where that uh, club is at. Do you let it keep riding with this head coach, knowing that you're in a shit spot, or do you try to find a head coach first and then fix your team? I think 
change is good sometimes. And if I, you just struggle I, for a while, just I think change it. is good, but I wonder the stat on when they let MLS coaches go. Yeah, uh, that would that'd be yeah. a great one. So what is what is the average tenure of an MLS coach? Yeah, that would be that'd be fun that. to see. Longer. It has to be longer than other leagues. Than other leagues. Yeah, you think so? I think so. And the thing, too, is, um, you know, MLS pay is getting up there. It's obviously yeah. the top teams, but the managerial pay is far less. So I think that's probably part of the reason why um, Vermees is sporting director and head coach, because both those wages together is a pretty substantial contract. Yeah. I'm gonna, that man uh, knows how to negotiate. Give him yeah. that. Jesus, he does. Um, I'll put us. I'm gonna just ask the hard question right now. We're obviously a, like a local Kansas City podcast. Would you fire Vermees, Kirby? Yes or no? You know, we won MLS Cup in 2013. <laughs> That's 10 years ago. Yeah. All right, Mike. Yeah, I think it's time for a yeah. change. I mean, maybe yep. if he, I'd give him maybe a, a one. I mean, this year, and if he can like, but yeah, people want it last year. I'll give him. I would say the search process has started. Yeah. Um, you're probably going to be fired unless by the time I find a new coach, you haven't lost a game. And it's um, all about the seats, the stadium. Yeah. People want to support a team that's winning. The positivity. I mean, look at St. Louis Energy right now. Oh like we deserve that, yeah. and we can we can yeah. get it. Like it's just a matter of. So I'll ask another question. Uh, SKC aside, if you are a team. With a second-year coach who is struggling, are you someone who would keep letting it ride, or are you now considering a new coach? Whether whoever that team may be, are you are you quick to act or not? Mike? I am. Yes, you're quick. You're quick to act because I, just of what I've seen on on European and just kind of it just makes results matter. It's like you have to deliver. You have to see improvement every game. If you're not doing that, like. What are you doing? Like in the EPL, it's like two, three, four games, and coaches yeah. are being four looked times. at yeah. like radar. And in, in MLS, it's like not just one, two, three, four games; it's one, two, three, four seasons. Yeah. All right, Kirby. Yeah. Are you going to be quick to act? I, I would be quick to act. I'd be quick to act. And to the league is getting more difficult, so results are harder. Players are better. Yeah. Coaches are better. Yeah. Academies are better. Yeah, I think we're all in a. We all agree on both of these questions for coaches. I would also be quick to act. You gotta, um, you gotta find someone to step up. Um, so talking about coaches, we're gonna continue our uh, segment every podcast. United States Men's National Team Coach of the Week. We will continue to do this every single podcast until the U.S. Men's National Team actually uh, names a coach. Um, so. I'll go ahead and kick this one off. My coach of the week, um, and for you two who can see our agenda, and I am very clearly terrible at spelling and understanding names, uh, Steve Trungalo, LAFC head coach. Um, I spelled that terribly on our agenda. Um, as I said last time we did this segment, every single coach I nominate will be a former U.S. Men's National Team player. Um... And I obviously he's had a great success at LAFC, been there a year and a few months now, and had outstanding success. Love to see that. Uh, I would love to see that LAFC attitude with the U.S. Men's National Team. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think much more needs to be said about him. He's a great coach. 
I like it. I like your suggestion. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and... Yep, I'll go... Uh, you guys already heard it earlier. Everyone heard it earlier, but I said Anthony Hudson. He's the current interim head coach for the men's national team. Uh, interesting guy. He's a dual citizenship with a British American um, and has a lot of international experience. He coached with New Zealand and Bahrain and was an MLS... Uh, MLS experience as well with Colorado uh, and has been assistant uh, with the U.S. since 2001 as well. So lots of time with the team. They're playing well now uh, since we have to come up with a damn new coach every week. <laughs> These uh, are going to get bad. Yeah, Anthony Hudson is going to be my, my uh, current pick. And he, get, he does a really nice press conference. You know, you want a good... He's good, done uh, good with recruitment, he, too. He's done good with recruitment. If this segment goes on long enough, I'm going to start throwing out Bill Self to be my coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kirby, what do you got? Uh, Kirby, do you want to coach the national team? <laughs> We're looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually turned down a request and, to coach and, the national And I want to say on the podcast, uh, if anyone chooses the coach correctly, we'll make them do a shot of Everclear live on the oh podcast. <laughs> and we'll it. see how they react post-Everclear yes. shot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you gotta uh, but, do this. But go on, Kirby. Who's your coach yeah. of the week? Do it on I, Instagram. And I don't do too seriously. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a good head coach. Um, so I'm going assistant Terry Henry. I know he's coach at Montreal. Um, anyway, he is not coaching with Belgium anymore. He was offered the women's coach. France turned that down. I think he's trying to get the head coaching job in the United States. I think he's would be a good assistant. I wouldn't make him a head coach, player development, stuff like that. So if we could squeeze a good deal with him and, you know, potentially get another bona fide head coach, that's what I'm looking for. Well, it's understandable he's not coaching right now since, you know, the French are on strike. So very on par with his Franceness. Henri. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we have our coaches – of the week for this week, uh, we'll see if anyone ends up being right and having to take that shot on podcast. Um, be amazing. Don't throw up in my house, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, we will not clean it up. Um, so we're going to go in uh, what I thought would be the largest segment, but um, we're going to do a team check-in. Um, so we've had five weeks of the MLS right now, and we sort of want to like gauge the vibe of what we think is going to go forward and how we are going to react to these first five weeks, if we think it's sustainable or not for a few teams. Um, we obviously are not going to do a four-hour podcast diving into every team, so we are going to go ahead and select some teams that we feel are most prominent and have a interesting start to the first five weeks. Um, so as that as it were, uh, we are a local KC podcast. So let's start off with SKC. Um, what do we think? The first five weeks have been pretty abysmal. Uh, one goal in five weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Um, probably like nine or ten or twelve or twenty given up. Two goals. Two goals in five weeks. Yeah. Two goals. Oh, we scored twice. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. We got Chloe um, and Agata. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You you are correct. Um, yeah. So, initial thoughts on SKC through these first five weeks. What do we think of these first five weeks, and what do you think is going to happen going forward? Uh, we've talked a lot about the team. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a rough first six weeks because they're playing Philadelphia Union on Saturday in Philadelphia. That team is hot and. It's not going to get any easier for these guys. I don't. I mean, we have Pulido, 
who could have came in last game uh, on Saturday. Didn't work out with the second yellow card. Yeah, but Kyrie Shelton was in the game, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, why so do we need Maybe Polito save us. <laughs> yeah, that's all he has, Gucci on. All right, Polito, Johnny Russell are back. Maybe that's Peter's plan. He's just saving those guys, and he wants to dig himself out of a hole. I can't see why he'd want to well, do that. What he said this week, too, is there's no must-win games. That is yeah, a that... very odd quote. Say that over in, in London and see what happens yeah. to you. Yeah, can, but, you, can you say that again, Kirby? Uh, what, what was Peter Vermees' quote? Um, I think it was, um, there's no must-win games. You just got to win the last one. And I think what he meant by that is not to freak out. Hopefully, that's what he meant. But it is an odd kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but Philly's an eighth. You know, I thought their yeah. form would be better. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like their coach. Um, what's the United States men's assistant coach? Oh, Jim Curtin. Jim Curtin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jim Curtin, our boy yeah. Jim Curtin. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, let's see what Danny Rosary does. Rosario. Yeah, Rosario. Colombian. So he's in the States now. Yeah, finally in the States. I think he's a center left back. Yeah, center back for sure. I don't know what side he prefers. He is going to replace Volador, I can practically promise you, right? Do you think he's better between Fontas and Volador? Well, Okay, you're asking the wrong questions, Kirby. Uh, who's better doesn't matter. Who does Vermees like more? Fontas, and yeah. he will be the center back. <laughs> It'll be yeah. Fontas yeah. and Rosario. If you have like um, a little clip, that's our little clip. There you go. <laughs> yeah. just, uh, You're he, asking he, he did negotiate. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. did decline uh, Fontas' uh, contract. Well, yeah, because his contract was insane. Yeah. He was making almost a million. No, um, he was making like one, two, one. Yeah. A, and he didn't want to pay Ilya oh, he like didn't want, yeah. Or he didn't want to pay Ikel Hara like yeah. three quarters of a mil. But anyway. Um, Best passing center back in the world. <laughs> Andre Fontas. Dude, um, I, the highlights I saw, <laughs> he was giving up the goals though. Oh, Warren yeah. Morris was just going right by yeah, him. Flying. Yeah, flying. But the but, center backs got split because the wing, the defender players, the fullbacks were getting... It's almost as if we should... Implement a different defensive system, but yeah, why would we do that? Let's get Conte. <laughs> yeah, well, three, Chelsea, five, two. Chelsea would love to get rid of a n- number of their multi-million-dollar yeah. center backs. We'll um, get, uh, they're addicted to signing center backs. I think for me, should run a three-five-two at this rate. Can he? I think they've kind of can he about no. it. Yeah, can Vermees run anything besides a four-three-three? Three? No. Yeah. But we're running these fourth. Th- I mean, just our midfield. And, oh man, it's well, so there's, tough. There's so we're much, covering so uh, much ground, and they're even telling Eric Tommy, dude, you can't. He can't play every game running so around. So I have a question, uh, which you just brought up: uh, c- ground coverage. Um, for some reason, Sporting KC broadcasts the past few years have like bragged about like we have always had players in the top percentile of ground coverage in the MLS. It. Brandy do you think there. this is a stat that? Is important that matters and that you should be broadcasting. Yeah, I just you know in the past I've always thought that Vermees is obsessed with winning the regular season, and yeah, that's super important. But it seems like we don't peak at the right time for playoffs. Uh, so to kind of answer your question, it seems like our players get tired regular season and playoffs happen we yeah. lose. So you know how far do we typically go? Maybe 
three games, it's normally two. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting stat, and I think um, I think we could put together a whole podcast about like soccer stats and what they mean, um, and That's, our own interpretation of them. I kind of have my own like nitpick thing, and it's the whole, I know it's marketing, but Sporting KC in the Sporting Blue Hoops. And it's like all these, like, what is Sporting Blue? And then, uh, oh, the team, uh, Seattle, has their kit. It was the, the Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee kit. kit. It's like, I know Bruce Lee. Did, he is a karate person. How does, I was so confused about this He is this an kit. actor. <laughs> Let me tell you. How does this translate into a color and or and uniform? The reactions were overwhelmingly positive for this kit. But I was fundamentally so confused, like, what the fuck is a Bruce Lee kit? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. He gets he, like $5 of every yeah. jersey I, sale. <laughs> I did not even know if he was like attached to Seattle anyway. I think Bruce Lee, I think China. Yeah. Not Seattle. Yeah. I, I was so confused by that. Um, we could drop that whole, just yeah. the whole naming. Like, okay, Sporting Kansas City, we wear blue. The yeah. color is blue. Sporting blue. Yeah. It's, okay. It sounds a little hokey. Yeah. But that's just, uh, and I think they got rid of the heart on Tommy's... Uh, so someone's listening to our podcast, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll take credit for that. No hearts on Tommy on our captain bands. Um, but everyone else is wearing a captain band, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Seattle is a bad offender of wearing multiple bands for players. But um, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, there's some other teams we want to talk about. Uh, we mentioned them before. St. Louis. Uh, sorry. Um, I started this the wrong way. Let me propose a question to y'all. Um Spoiler alert, Seattle is going to be one of the possible answers. Um, there are, I believe, four teams who are undefeated. No, just three teams who are undefeated. Um, sorry, there are four. Uh, St. Louis is one. Mm-hmm. LAFC is two. Mm-hmm. Minnesota United is three. Mm-hmm. Have not lost. And FC Cincinnati. Of those three teams who have not lost a game yet, who do you think will be the first to lose? Ooh. Yeah. Well, uh, Minnesota and St. Louis go against each other. They do. Uh, yeah, so... That's a uh, trick question. Yeah. Um, we, we referenced it earlier, but St. Louis and Minnesota wait, are where, playing. Where's the game? I believe St. Louis. Let's see. Check me if I'm wrong, and I probably am. It, I've it done this before. St. Louis. <laughs> According to your spreadsheet, it's yeah. St. Louis. Did I put St. Louis first? Yeah, yeah. Saint Louis is home. Let's see who? Um, Cincy, Cincy, Miami at Cincy. Okay. Um, Who's LA playing? That's our last Colorado. One. Okay, well, they're Col- not- <laughs> <laughs> we know LA ain't losing. Although okay. we have to say our picks weren't so hot last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't trust what we say. Our picks are yeah. not looking hot. Somebody's but, uh, betting their money. <laughs> yeah, LAFC is arriving the day of. Yeah, on that one. Oof, that's a tough one. It is Colorado, so like at worst I'll draw, not a loss. But mm-hmm. those fourteen, we have four undefeateds. Who is the first to lose? Uh, I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I think St. Louis is gonna keep it up. They're riding the yeah. wave. They don't seem like they're using that much energy too. They ping the ball, pass around a lot. Dude, they they kind of look like a European team. They really do. Yeah. They don't. Look- yeah. Um, and they did not. They did not spend very much money on their roster either. Yeah. Um, they so, have the local guy. Yeah. To, to just, clarify, Mike, do you? So you're saying Minnesota will be the first to lose? Yes, because they cool. play St. Louis. I think St. Louis. And it's in St. Louis, so Curry. I could see that game going either way. But it's in St. Louis, I think St. Louis wins. 
I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Cincy as the first to lose. Okay. I think uh, against Miami, I kind I kind of like Miami a little bit this year. They're a scrappy little squad. Um, I think My, Miami's nine. Yeah. So yeah. I think, I I like Miami. I normally pick Miami. Yeah. I'm a. I, I like the Florida teams this year, but Miami. I think they can scrap one together. I think uh, FC Cincinnati is a little overperforming. I think um, the way that their defensive play, their defense has played, um, has been a little surprising. They have only allowed four goals through five games. I don't see any of their like back line as being that uh, stellar, and their goalkeeper. Um, honestly, I don't even know him, uh, Roman uh, Ciliento. Um, I assume Italian with the, the way that name it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Um, I don't particularly see them as that great of a defensive presence, and I think they'll give up some goals and you know just probably like lose in like the 80th minute or some shit like that. The only thing I see is um, does you know does Miami is their back line good enough? Going against Brian Bass. Yeah, that's that's a fair so, question. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe a high scoring game, but um, yeah. So those are the three we four, got four teams that are still undefeated. God, we gotta get that guy capped. Yeah, Bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since since he's a fun a fun squad. I, uh, shout out to number two man. Shout out to all of our Cincinnati listeners because uh, <laughs> you got a you got a fun little squad going. Um, the next, I mean, there's a lot of teams. We talked about them briefly. St. Louis, um, what's going on? What do we expect going forward? Are they a legitimate contender for the Supporter Shield? They're the only team with 15 points through five, meaning they won three points every game. No ties, game all game. wins. Yes. Um, I mean, even LAFC, they've only played four games right now, and they have two draws. Wait, sorry. Um, let me double check that. They have one draw. Three wins, one draw, but St. Louis has won every game. What do we expect from them going forward? They obviously can't win every game this season, yeah. but what, I what kinda, are we expecting? Yeah, I kind of, you know, they're, they're an amazing team, and it's MLS, but I remember when Leeds United started off so hot with the Red Bull system. Obviously, the Red Bull system does better than MLS. Um but yeah, I just I think that's gonna be such an interesting matchup because they're both in the West, LAFC and St. Louis later on. But to answer your question, I, I kind of need to see more. Um, you know, I think one of these days St. Louis is gonna slow down, but they're at home this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. Um, St. Louis is a. It's an interesting case study of like expansion squads in the MLS, right? Um, going in this year, I mean, we can listen back to any of our podcasts. I've been very anti-St. Louis. Um, uh, they won't it, age well. It's it's tough to believe in an expansion squad to do this. Um, it's unbelievable. This, they actually have, uh, Christian, you probably heard of this guy. They have this forward. He actually scored a goal on, yeah. on Saturday. He's I'm going to butcher this name. Gio, Gio Chini? Yeah, Gio Chini? he... Uh, Dude, he played here local. He's a KCMO guy. Mm-hmm. So he, him and Busio, um played um, in the Gold Cup summer 2021. I was mm-hmm. at some of those games. So anyway, he played in France. Then I think he was with Orlando last year. 
then got picked up in an expansion draft. So mm-hmm. I was trying to bring him up mm-hmm. later on. But yeah, he, he wasn't in Greg's plans. I don't think he's international quality, but he is a good MLS player. Yeah, and he's uh, they were talking on the broadcast of the MLS game between um, St. Louis and uh, their matchup. Uh, who the hell did they just beat? Um, oh, uh, Royal Salt Lake. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, stumped him. I mean, it was like 4-1, 4-0. Yeah. And Man, just talking about how much he's looking forward to coming to uh, Kansas City to play. Yeah. Kind of an he's interesting... a KCMO guy. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he played for the Blue Valley Stars. So that's like uh, that's like sporting Blue Valley. Yeah. So And he's young, too. Yep. So. It was fun. He scored the opener first goal uh, right at the beginning of the second half. And also very interesting that I learned about Apple TV is they had some issue playing the replay of the game, like the, all, all the audio okay. and was everything was unsynced. And like I was like, what is going on? So I have to knock it. We've, we've given p- positive reviews to MLS on Apple TV. I'm but, a, I'm going to bring it up. Does Klaus go on a big money deal this summer? Oh, yeah. Oh, whew. Because that's part of the league. Does he leave it January? It depends on how good the team does. If the yeah. team keeps just crushing yeah, it, I, there's no one. way that he's not going. He's been he, loaned out a few times. He's 26. Too. That's like a pretty prime age for soccer. Definitely a forward. Um, he's not going to like a big European club or anything. But he scoops up. He scoops up Brandon Vasquez money. Yeah, know, I think I think he'll get a big deal at St. Louis. I think that's I think that's his future. Yeah. He'll be a he'll be a big money name in the MLS going forward, and that's sort of his role, um, which is not undeserved. Um, so, I guess like end of the year predictions, where do we see St. Louis? Are they top three in the West? Are they a playoff team? Are they not? What What are your thoughts? Um, I think they're gonna keep rocking. I mean, man, they have the. Only the third team to win their first five games. That's amazing. Yeah. See, FC Dallas is number five. Austin had a rough start. They're six. I think they stay top five. Yeah. I think there's a clear number three spot up for grabs. Seattle AFC at the top. I think think St. Louis can keep it. I think they'll probably finish third, top three. Um, They're five points ahead of Seattle. Yeah, I'm starting to come around. Wow. I'm starting to come around. Um, You know, believe in the history. Um, So, not to make this too long, a few more teams um, just to go on about. We don't need to spend too much time. Um, LAFC, do we think they're still the best team in the MLS? Um, I think we all were pretty high on them to start the year. Do we still think that's the case? They've won three, had one draw. The only team I think that gives them any run for their money is St. Louis, just because they're different. I think, I think, I think LAFC is just super seasoned, and yeah, I just think they have great longevity, great coaching as well, good culture. Yeah. And to have just a number nine like who is strong and just can score goals at will—that's a pretty big asset. Not a lot of teams have that true number nine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you think St. Louis is better? I think St. Louis is. You think St. Louis is not better, better than LAFC, just because the LAFC has so many like players, well known, more established. I mean, they yeah. won the MLS Cup, Cup last year, yeah. so I'm not gonna. But it's tough to just watch the team and say who's better. They need to play each other. They won I... the double, right? The Sporter Shield and the Cup. They did. 
They got bailed out by Gareth Bale, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog had her. They got bailed out by Philly. The entire city somehow can't win a championship, yeah. but um, that's a topic for another day. How do we think the officiating has been in the MLS? What do you It's think? always a little... It's. I think it's been fine. Uh-huh. I mean, um, soccer refereeing is obviously like a very hard thing. I think the soccer refs, there's so much emphasis on like this one guy in the central of the field that I, I, I even think like other sports don't really put that on, like just one person. Mm-hmm. And to cover, what is it, like a hundred and probably like 20 yards on average end to end to cover that the entirety of that and like line judges don't do much there's no VAR yeah too. yeah like so. hey that line it, judge got Kyrie a foul did you <laughs> yeah, see that yeah, yeah <laughs> there is no way that's a foul yeah. and Kyrie like when have you once seen him like dribble on or pass to one Guys, side of the run over this is so crazy but if we had VAR we would be in 14th place because Colorado scored on us. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to go a different direction with that. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on, come on. Um, no, uh, but yeah, I think soccer refs are in a uniquely difficult place. I and mean, whatever refer, what other sports referees have to be like so physically in shape too? It's kind of wild. Um, yeah, I think I mean, even high school, yeah. uh, high school refs get paid 90 to 120. Yeah, I mean, look at fucking MLB umpires, they're fat as shit. Um, <laughs> Let's let's move on. Keep it in the same city, LA Galaxy. Um, this team has the most stars on their jersey. Um, I'll give them that. They signed Landon Donovan, David Beckham, and most recently Chicharito. Steven Gerrard is. Uh, Steven Gerrard. Uh, what's the Swedish dude's name? Um, um, Ibrahimovic. Yeah, Ibrahimovic. Um, this for the longest time was the team in the MLS um, the past few years don't dictate that do you think LA Galaxy are still a powerhouse or are they just sort of a team again they'll get somebody big and then turn around they can get another coach as well we gotta find out how recent their new coach is it's, it's probably one to two years in yep, that's got right. a lot of swagger on their jerseys too and Ricky Poog yeah, I think he's so-so, though, you know, watching him play against us. Yeah, feel, it was pretty bad conditions in that game, though. Have you seen any other games? He's, he's played pretty well right. in some other games. but yeah, he's, he's trying to get uh, MVP, so we'll see if that happens. You're talking about Pooch? Yeah. yeah. Is Chicharito, is he back? He was hurt. No, he's still hurt. Um, Contract year as well. Yeah, he's still uh, Twitch streaming, though, so... Um, shout out Chicharito's Twitch, I guess. Um, what the game is this? Someone ex- First off, what is Twitch? <laughs> no, <don't it's>, <laughs> I know, I know what yeah. it is. <laughs> um, it's how Chicharito makes money. Um. <laughs> well, MLS wages really yeah. have fallen. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had a really good... He, he had some good games with Manchester United. He's yeah, I, yeah, he's he's earned it. Um, he's celebrated Mexican player. Yeah. Fun, of, fun to watch. I'm glad he's part of the MLS. Yeah, uh, great to have. Um, so those are, I mean, those are a few of the teams. They tied Portland. Portland's number nine. Yeah, Portland, so. yeah. This is, yeah. Another meh team, in my opinion. Yeah, Portland, great supporters. Playoff yeah, down, team. though, number well, nine. Yeah, there's so many playoff teams. <laughs> yeah, tough to do, right? Yeah. Over half the teams like, make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many teams don't make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's worse, like. 
Yeah. It's not a playoff team. It's a miss the playoffs. It's team. easier to make the playoffs this year than it is last year. Yeah. So nine on each, right? Yeah, we got um, tenth last year, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just bring it to an end on this MLS team check-in. Were there any other teams we wanted to uh, look at, or anyone you? felt strongly about as maybe they're going to turn the corner or maybe they're going to take Man, a dive. I'm, I'm really wanting to watch this Minnesota-St. Louis game. Yeah. I've been, one and four. That's going to be a good yeah. game. I've enjoyed watching the Columbus crew, a few of those games. Just really good passing team. They won last week, too. They did. Yeah, they, they won they six got, to one. I called no, it. I did it. I did called it. it. Let's no, go. You did. Mike picked, Mike picked Columbus. I love I love watching Lucas Delegron. I think yeah. he's a great 10. I've given Mike my money. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah. Keep it going. If I go three in a row, I want some shout-out. Some, somebody. Yeah, we'll, we'll start Stroke off. Stroke my ego. We'll start off the podcast. You and I are tied, though. Yeah. You and I are Overall. tied. Oh, I'm going for the season-long win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what's your quote? Is it, it's the last win that matters. Yeah, yeah. That was actually me, not for me saying that. It's only the final that matters. Jackson um, is still $10. No. Uh, okay, so those are... So this has really been $20. like a check-in five weeks in. Uh, we'll continue to this throughout the year, of uh, looking at teams, how they're doing, how we think, and really uh, hone in on a few teams... Um, if there is like a huge demand for us to really jump into every team, let us know on the socials, uh, however it may be in person. Um, and we'd be happy to do that sort of podcast, but we'll continue to check in every now and then on how teams are doing and sort of break off from a normal podcast where we sort of like review soccer news and review the week and look forward at a week. Um, but with that being said, we're, we're running long on this sort of podcast, so we're just going to turn it over to personal shout-outs and personal recaps. Anything you want to highlight or shout-out for your coming week? Uh, anyone want to take the lead on this one? I guess we're going to Casey Current Saturday. Casey yeah. Current Saturday. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Home opener. Home opener. Yeah, home opener. Did they lose last week? Yeah, they did. they lost. Yeah. We had a pretty bad lineup. Uh, a lot of our big-name signings weren't playing. For the current, uh, Davinia still isn't playing her same time. Uh, Muse still isn't playing, and we signed her last year. But Mike's got soccer tomorrow night. Soccer tomorrow night. That's right. Elevens uh, out of Shield starts up next week, right. so it'll be fun to play on some big goals. Yeah. All good. All good stuff. So. Yeah. What? What do you have going on? Uh, not too much. I had a clean sheet last night, so that's dope. Dang. How how'd your basketball league? Uh, I ended up winning the basketball league. We won the championship. Um, no biggie there. They just carried you off. Yeah, carried me off into the sunset. I'll be back next winter. Um, no, they started. They're trying to keep it going uh, on Tuesday nights, but I play soccer on Tuesdays in the spring, summer, and fall. So I told them I'll be back in the winter. How do you like the Compass Mineral League? Treating you pretty well, and so you guys crushed it on Tuesday. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, ah, man. Yeah, we won ten one on Tuesday. I still feel like I should have gotten that one save, but you know, luck goes on. Um, had a clean sheet Wednesday. That was a pretty good one. I think I ended up having like seven to eight saves that night. So you getting down? You like diving and? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh oh oh. Also, <laughs> okay. No, we we didn't have backup. A, oh, the pot's we, gonna go like ten minutes. Yeah, longer. we did have a proper scrap of the week, but I also want to uh, shout out this ref uh, who stopped the game. And made a point to come over to me as a goalkeeper and tell me, you have to be more careful sliding. 
I'm like, uh, no, I don't. I'm a goalkeeper. I can slide however the fuck I want to. Uh, as long as I go, as long as I don't go fucking spikes up, it's fine. Did you get a yellow card for saying that? Uh, no, he's like, he's just like, uh, but please be more careful. I'm like, I'm going to keep sliding. And he, then he just walked away. No, that guy, and I was like, no, get out of here. Shut up. Just don't be like but, Mitrovic and yeah. shove a referee, okay? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not shoving a referee. I'm not going spikes up. But if there's a ball, I want to... If there's like a ball on the ground, I'm gonna slide in and hands first. But even my high school keeper, <laughs> we Bickley, shout out. But fuck that guy. Um, that's what I have going on. <laughs> we are definitely losing our E rating. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up here? I think that's it. All right. Good if good not, it's um, another great podcast, and we'll see y'all next week for another episode of To Have Soccer Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye.